0: Hello, oh, you beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman
1: oh do i go second don't I? i'm zach mccoy
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's your boy trev uh, we are your oscar grouches welcome back to the oscar University podcasts podcast thursday show Thursday's a show where we take a look at the oeuvre of a perennial oscar bridesmaid and nowhere of cinema one mr martin scorsese and what are we watching this week zach
1: we're watching New York Stories, a collection of three short films from a trio of America's greatest directors that sort of is about New York.
0: No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sort of. Just that's
2: takes it. place.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yes. Um, yeah, was this everybody's first time seeing this film? Absolutely. Yes yes for me. So we're going Oscar Firsty on this one. Uh, I've owned the Blu-ray for a very long time. I have <laughs> not <too>. watched it.
1: <laughs> I was waiting for this moment to share it with you. There we go. Well
2: that that's the thing, right? It's like who's jumping to see this movie? You know, especially twenty, thirty years removed from you know, the right? movie.
0: And it's one of those things where it, it really drew me in just by the directors alone, because right. I love all three of those directors when I bought this Blu-ray and uh just never found its way into the Blu-ray player. I right. don't know why. And now it did. You know Thank all you, right. Podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's scratching a whole lot of stuff off the list, and I always appreciate that. So uh there's no Oscar breakdown, so we're just gonna jump into our thoughts on the film. Absolutely. Okay.
1: So should we say it as a whole or do the Scorsese section by section or touch okay, on the other um, two
0: Let's let's start with the Scorsese of it and talk about primarily his and when when we when we kind of wrap up how we feel about this we'll compare and contrast I guess Okay you know this is the first time that we've had to do you know we've done multiple projects by Scorsese himself, right. but we've never done a project where multiple directors have worked on one and Scorsese just being one of them. So uh yeah let's uh let's just talk about life lessons the Scorsese uh short and then we'll add in uh the other two.
1: Okay.
2: You know I was thinking that um kind of like we we're gonna talk about amazing stories and we we're gonna talk about all the actors and directors that have been in it. Mm-hmm this is like you'll never get this in cinema again. Three big, big
0: directors, a list directors who are still being whose films are still being nominated for Academy Awards,
2: right? right. And only fifteen million to make the whole thing, right? So how much money do they really get paid to do this? You know, two million, maybe a million, maybe. You know what I mean to do this so yes. you, you won't get this in today today's cinema so mm-hmm. that's why i really appreciate it going in like just understanding that you just you're not going to get this now
0: right it's i mean there are there are anthology films and there's even a few with like some big art house directors like mm-hmm. uh, parisia tame had a, a short by alexander payne and one by the cohen brothers but it, mm-hmm. i'm hard i'm hardly calling them like a-list directors right. the coen brothers probably Ah, uh, yeah i would and, i would consider them a-list but and and those those two directors counting the coen brothers as one right. have academy awards as writers yeah. and directors so yeah it's not it's not like they're not doing anything i just i don't think alexander payne's like a household name like coppola or scorsese or even
1: how these three,
2: were. these three are above A list though too. They're legend. They're, it's like legendary. Yeah,
1: stuff. yeah, especially like at this time when it's coming out. I mean, yeah, you know, and
2: I mean, and it's crazy that it bombed, quote unquote.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah.
2: But yeah, I uh, I guess I'll start it off talking about life lessons. It blows my mind that Nick Nolte was still this old in 1989. Like <laughs> this man does not age. because he's only like 50, right? Back thing. He's eighty he was now. 40,
1: forty-eight in this when the movie came out. He, yeah, so
2: he's only forty-eight, and he looks like that in this he, movie.
1: Are, Don't are, do are
2: drugs,
0: you, kids. Are Stay you up. are you ready for a really wild note about Nick in nineteen eighty-nine? Yes, he's three years away from winning People's Sexiest Man Alive. That's wild.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I that forgot he won that. <laughs>
2: wow. Honestly, it makes sense for 92. Yeah. Because I feel like the rugged shit look was in. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. And he... <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. He looked like his character in this movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Movie. He is
1: just dirtbag
0: central in this movie. And,
2: yeah. and I, Rosanna Arquette's so gorgeous.
1: Gorgeous. God. And Yes. Gorgeous I, and really, really very good in this.
2: He's yeah. Really good. Her smile... I,
1: Height of her
0: powers in this film. Just yeah. she is incredible.
2: Yeah, her smile. It just gets me, dude. I'm like, how do you have a smile like that? It's like so cute, so innocent. Drives me crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I well, I guess you did not really actually said your thought, like uh, Trav. Like, what do you feel about it as a short film?
2: Oh, I mean, I thought it was really good. Um, I know that you know that they said that Scorsese's was the standout in the three, and I'll give more opinions on that. But it was definitely really good. Um, mm. I thought all three were real good, but Scorsese's definitely had the most like front to back splushed out story that I, was. I, solid.
0: I think it's the most focused of the three, mm.
2: and it felt like Scorsese.
0: Yeah, and. And from the, the second it opens, it feels like Scorsese. Yeah. If, if you <laughs> Got didn't that camera work. Yeah. If you didn't know who was going first, the second the camera starts moving, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I know where we are. Yeah,
2: and of course, yeah. you know, Richard, your boy Richard Price is back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I think this is a really strong film, and I, I think it, it took a minute for me to get in step with it. But once I figured out where it was going, mm-hmm. I I rode with it the whole way. I think this is a really good short. Did it make delay. you
2: uncomfortable for the first like 15 minutes?
0: You, for yeah. for a bit I was just kind of I don't want to say I was uncomfortable, but I was also just, I don't know, concerned about where it was gonna go. And I right. <laughs> it's true because you don't know with, with Martin. You don't know where it's gonna go. Because it could it could have gone a myriad of ways, but I, I think where he lands <laughs> Where he lands was really nice. Oh yeah.
2: God!
1: It's, um, <laughs> I think um, this is kind of an odd thing to say because I, I liked it, but even as a short film, I think maybe it was like five or ten minutes too long. It could have been even tighter for the for the subject matter, but I, I can th- feel that because it feels a little repetitious at points. But again, mm-hmm. that's part of the point with like Nick Nolsey's character. His "I love you" it shows that how obsessive he is and how possessive he is. Mm-hmm. And I think you probably could have caught, got the point across in a um, couple minutes less and maybe a couple less cuts to a wider shade of pale.
2: <laughs> I agree. But I agree. those are really my true. only
1: criticisms. Um, yeah. It's really well acted. It was nice seeing Steve Buscemi portrayed as a heartthrob. That was cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was super
1: cool. Who, who saw that coming? <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. Well,
0: the airheads i I absolutely (laughs) love that that performance piece he does in the film was written by him right this
2: uh this is only like two years removed from airheads right airheads came out 92
0: no it comes out in 94
2: 94 okay so like five Uh, years removed, i believe
0: i say that now and it might have been 93 i know it's not 92 but it is just a a couple years removed from uh 94 94. right yeah I was going to say, I thought it was 94 because 89, 94, 99 are like my three favorite years in film. And right. um, it's it's weird that it's exactly five years apart from each other. Um, yeah. I, yeah. He's so good in this too. And I like that Peter Gabriel shows up. Yeah. Give that connection to <laughs> Last Citation of Christ. As himself, yeah.
1: And then Debbie the Harry's part. just randomly in this. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Marty's got himself in there in the little uh, photo montage. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, um, I I really agree with Zach. It probably could have been cut 10 minutes because by the time it got done, I was like, are they all going to be this long? That was my feeling. It's not that I didn't like it. so, And I don't think the other ones were quite as long. And I didn't um, feel that way. At Alan's,
0: the... Alan's segment's just a couple minutes shorter, but I think Coppola's is like almost 10 minutes shorter.
2: Yeah. Okay. And it felt like that too. So, but yeah. Also, they could have done away with one or two scenes of the back and forth of him being creepy. Yeah. Uh, you know.
1: Yeah. We. I think we. Yeah. We got it after a few times. Like, yeah. Oh, that, that's we, the kind I, of person he is.
0: I will bring back what Zach said. I, I the repetition as as tight as it, tighter as it could have been. Um. It. It really does kind of put you in the mindset of of this character and how often he apparently does this because uh, later on it's mentioned he's been divorced four times. Right. And uh, after... uh, Before she was born. (laughs) Yeah, before before she was born. uh, And after Arquette leaves him, he finds himself a new muse slash assistant to abuse and
1: drain the life from.
2: That's... The ending was... Top yeah, was, that was the full circle comeback. Yeah.
1: It's like you could have some sort of movies that could romanticize that like oh, he he's found somebody who could maybe love but the way Scorsese films it he he's very clear that no this is a man abusing his fame and his uh, being opportunistic for his, mm-hmm. his yeah. nature.
0: And and um. to and to bring up a film that I complained about on yesterday's episode, uh the ending of this reminded me a lot of Licorice Pizza. Where it could be seen that he is being rewarded, but he's not being rewarded. He mm-hmm. is going to destroy this woman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And oh yep,
2: yeah, you know what's gonna happen.
0: Uh so uh and I, like the, pizza, it's so good.
2: I like to think that this takes place in the world of after hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it really point. does feel of a piece yeah. of, Richard Price really has yeah, like a rhythm to him, doesn't he?
2: And I, I feel like it was like somewhat intentional but not not really like hey i'm really making this in the world but you can build a connection and you yeah, know we, we she's haven't coming gotten, back and
0: we haven't gotten into tarantino's influence on like the shared universe yet first,
2: right right right
0: yeah so,
2: so. but yeah no I, I did enjoy it and the the ending was solid just yeah. you know could have been shaved 10 minutes and
1: the Last note I was going to make personally is uh, yeah, like you said, Paul. I, I've owned this on Blu-ray and watching it on Blu-ray on my new TV. I finally am caught up to the modern age a little bit. It is it is gorgeous. The yeah, I mean, he's always using high-level lenses, I'm sure, and mm-hmm. stuff. But just the amount of detail, like even on the the painting scenes and everything, it was oh a yeah, absolutely beautiful, beautifully filmed segment. Do we remember, do, do we remember who shot this?
2: Um, I think I uh, Nestor.
0: Nestor Al- Almond Dross. Oh, okay. Nestor Almond Okay.
2: Who no, you know, I'm not familiar with that name. Yeah. And I don't want to segue too much off of this. But it's so funny because when we look at film from like the late 80s and throughout the 90s, you have like those films going into the 2000s and the mid 2000s that just look like shit. And they oh. don't convert well because it's mm-hmm. like shitty digital and they can't do anything with it which is why i love when we get like jurassic park you know 30 year anniversary or whatever and it looks fucking incredible because they're really shot on like 20k cameras it's just that we didn't have the technology to display the frame rates in that but now we can so we have all this footage that we can use for the next like 50 years that is going to look incredible and then these mid 2000 movies are going to look like fucking ass
0: <laughs> yeah and and it's also <laughs> like the shift to digital in the mid 2000s right. where film just will always look good right. and you can always convert film into higher frame rates and higher uh, pixel counts because the
1: the grain i don't yeah yeah. yeah so i was i was looking at uh real quick but just to make some connections to the pod he won academy award for best cinematography for days of heaven mm-hmm. a gorgeous film and uh nominated for kramer versus kramer and sophie's choice so did he's, he's a guy that we've chatted about maybe just didn't remember his name
0: I, I was gonna say i knew i knew the name i just forgot who shot it uh did yes yeah. did was he one of the camera operators for the last waltz he could have been considering well, Everybody else was.
1: Like yeah. <laughs> probably. I actually don't see him on this. But it's crazy, here, but okay. because he's probably there hanging out.
2: This might be one of the last things he did because he passed the 92. So mm, Yeah. Oh, yeah You know, that's unfortunate. So right.
0: Yeah. The, I really enjoyed this one. I uh, yeah. yeah. I think I think this is very strong.
2: All right then. Yeah.
0: Um so I guess we'll move on to was Life Without Zoe. Yeah. -hmm. The Francis Ford Coppola film, which I know was shot by Vittorio Storaro. Right. Who I I was shocked to find out that Vittorio Storaro would come around for this project, which is a weird one. Yeah. Now, why do you say that? I. (laughs) It's so flighty for Coppola. Like, I know he's done things like the Cotton Club and Mm -hmm. one for the park. At I this point, it yet. he hasn't know. done Jack yet, but it's so flighty. And um, I guess you can call this uh, Francis for uh, Nicholas Cage's uncle, yeah, Francis yes. for Coppola's <laughs> um, The Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, right? Mm. Okay, because he writes it with his daughter, right? Nicholas Cage's cousin, Sophia yeah. Coppola, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, who somehow is 50 years old and looks like she's 28. I yeah. mean, you want to talk about a gorgeous woman. My God, it's a crime to be 50 and look like that. Jesus.
0: Oh, well, Fucking women are beautiful. Fucking Spike Jones. Well, I'll just say compared to what
2: uh, her father looks like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I have to say I thought this section was god-awful. I did not
0: like oh. it at all. <laughs> wow. I- I don't know. It was god awful, but I thought it was a mess and it wasn't as fun to watch, especially coming out of Scorsese section.
1: It's weird, weird to have these paired in the same, like if you're sitting in a theater to watch that and then watch this, it, it I don't know. Maybe it just, if it were separate, maybe I would have felt differently. Right. But I, I also, I didn't identify or like any of the characters. Maybe that was part of the point. I don't know. Uh,
0: Not even, not even Nicholas Cage's cousin, Talia, Schein, or aunt, Talia Shire,
1: mm-hmm. she she was fine, but you know. Come on, man!
0: It's Adrian. Yeah. You
1: know, <laughs> yeah. I, I
2: I don't I don't care, you know. She wasn't you know.
1: there much. But, she didn't didn't do much for me. No, she yeah, you
2: know. <laughs> she she really didn't do much. But the little yeah. she was there, you know. And again, you know, maybe you guys call her Connie, but she will Connie. always be Adrian to your boy.
0: You know. Yeah. I I think specifically that's what she's she's known as. Um, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you, Zach. I didn't really connect with this film at all, and it's it's cute and it's flighty, and that's usually something that I can get behind. But it's just it's too messy and too much stuff. Like too much stuff is going on. It's crowded. <laughs> so yeah. I actually did enjoy this.
2: Um, okay. It did take a little bit to get going because I did think Zoe was kind of annoying. But again, she just she acts like your standard rich girl. Brady Rich girl, right? So I yeah. mean of course she's annoying to me. I can't connect with with <laughs> this chick. And you know, she kind of changes as it goes on. The story itself, like they tried to shoe in the earring thing and I I don't know <laughs> what that had to do with anything, you know? And the flute playing sounded like ass and <laughs> yeah. it looked horrible. Obviously, he's not playing these notes in the slightest. But yeah. if if I'm really putting all that stuff inside and maybe it's because I'm such a fan of Jack that uh, I can appreciate him doing films like this, uh, yeah. and it had you know we had uh, Chris Elliott strong hand himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and every any time I see Chris Elliott, Elliott any time I see Chris Elliott in a, in something, I'm Leonardo DiCaprio meme. You know I'm oh yeah. shit,
0: it's
2: Chris Elliott. <laughs> So I just get excited.
0: I, I'm I'm the same way, and I'm always disappointed whenever he doesn't say these pipes are clean.
2: <laughs> well, he always plays the same kind of character. I mean, maybe not in this because it's so early on, but he always plays like a That's a scummy. shitty looking kind of a dirt bag kind of <laughs> kind of a dude. But yeah. I love Chris Elliott. This this had a lot of like again, Adrian Brody was in it, uh, and we got Adrian. You know, so I, I. Right. And again, it was ten minutes shorter, so I didn't feel like it took forever to get through it. So, yeah, um,
0: yeah. would
2: I watch it again? No, no,
0: no, not at all. And we got four generations of uh, Nicolas Cage's family in it, so that was. Ain't that cool. crazy?
1: Yeah. Can cool. you uh, name those folks for us? Is that if you? Well, have I, had,
0: I had already mentioned. Yeah. You know, it's directed by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm going to drop all the the family. Because it's, it's just gonna oh, uh it, it's directed by francis it's written by francis and um and sophia yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and talia shire his sisters in it his father right. carmine Coppola does the music for it oh. and i believe has a small role and yeah. then one he's of the his stre- granddaughter he's
2: the, he's the guy they run into playing the flute you know like what's the difference between a flute a flute
0: player and a
1: flute
2: uh, whatever a, a flutist
1: yeah. and a flautist. about, about yeah. fifty dollars a week
0: Yeah. Um, And then his granddaughter, Gia Coppola, plays Mm -hmm. baby
1: Zoe. Ah, okay. There we go. So it's a family affair. (laughs) Happy birthday yesterday. Yep. As we're recording.
2: Yeah. But I really don't have anything else to say about the film, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. neither do i so uh
0: i guess that brings us to our final film the alvy singer film oedipus rex mm-hmm. uh, which is a film
2: oh man <laughs> all right so i'll uh, i guess i'll start this one off and i'll say <laughs> this was my favorite of the three. Oh really <laughs> not at the beginning But as soon as the fucking mom was in the sky yelling at him, they sold me. They had me hook, line, and sinker. I was like, this is incredible. Um, God. And, you know, um, I was like, man, that voice is so familiar. And then it's fucking Betty Boop and Olive Oil.
0: Yeah. And I was like,
2: holy shit. Yep, Like, this is like an iconic lady just chilling in this film, you know? And um I don't know too much about Woody Allen. You know, I don't know a lot of Woody Allen films. Right. But um I don't know. I just really liked how this was written. Um it kind of reminded me of my life a little bit, where they always say, like, you marry somebody like your mom. And uh I I'll admit Women that i've dated in the past tend to be a lot like my mother so by the time we get to the end and he ends up with a woman that's exactly like his mother it just came full circle for me yeah
1: who's also (laughs) of become the famous voice actor yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's right so also also i love that it is this is 1989 julie Kavner from the simpsons is in this and then Larry David's in this. Yes. Yeah. Still small looking role. the
2: same exactly except the same. Not <laughs> slicked back, poofed out in a mess. Poofed That's out. the only difference. <laughs> and then we get baby Kristen Dunstan Yep. And then 1980
0: 1989 is the year that um both The Simpsons turns into its own TV show mm-hmm. and Seinfeld premieres. That's right. Yeah. So way to way to go, Alvy Singer by Woody the, Allen uh, knew yeah you just knew yeah yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah I really um,
2: enjoyed this one though guys man it was it was my favorite of the three. I really liked
1: it, I have to say, you know, always prefaced by you know a little fuck Woody Allen, but um, <laughs> I can't help but this period of his career uh is my favorite. I already talked yesterday about crimes and misdemeanors being mm-hmm. my favorite film of his, mm-hmm. and this was also my favorite part of new york stories i think i felt like it was uh the most complete thought like it had a full start middle and end as far as the story goes and it was brisk like one of his full-length comedies and and if it was any longer it probably would have overstated its welcome for me
0: i'm i'm gonna say i i have the same complaint about this film as you had with um life lessons which i i really think about five to ten minutes could be clipped from it because the all the stuff with julie kavner doing the different uh chants and oh, incantations and, i don't want so, none
2: of that cut i I'd die and laugh at everything especially with the last I, one when he was just fed up and had enough of her bullshit
0: yeah um, i i think i think they could either be done quicker or maybe a couple less and then i i think you could focus a little bit Bit less time on the mother specifically in the sky, like.
2: No, I need all that, mom.
0: <laughs> she's just berating him from the sky, and she's huge.
2: She's huge. I love the new when they're doing the news reports and they're like, New Yorkers have just decided that this is everyday life now. This lady in the <laughs>
0: sky yelling at people, which, which is one of the most new, new York, York things thing. I've ever heard. I know that's what it's I was like,
2: saying. It was
0: like. This- this might be annoying for a couple of days, but you get used to it. It's just another thing. Yeah, So
2: funny. Yeah, this, it was hilarious. Again, and the fact that, you know, she disappears during a magic trick, ends up in the sky, <laughs> and then she's like, right, I'm coming down, like at the <laughs> end, you know, and she just appears like she could have came down at any moment. But I'm trying to think, uh, you, you know, in those kind of movies where they're like uh, Beauty and the Beast, for example where it's like he had to get somebody to fall in love with him and order for that rose. It was kind of like she was the rose. You know, she was like, <laughs> once you meet these credentials, I'm co- I'll am i come down from the sky and I'll join you. And, oh, man, this thing was, I don't know if this is typical for Woody Allen and how he writes, but it was so hilarious, but written in a sophisticated way. It's like sophisticated comedy. I really liked it, did
0: it's it's a little more uh it's a little more fanciful screwball. than yeah, than he than he's normally doing, but it isn't that he never does fanciful because like right. Z is kind of fanciful. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, fact that
2: he changed his name.
0: Yeah, so like he shortened
2: yeah he just shortened his name to mills and she's just pitching him why why'd you shorten your name to mills
0: two two films we just saw cats cats. two films were we're talking about this week about a jewish assimilation
2: oh lord yeah. i can't believe i didn't bring that up because when they walked up and they said they just seen cats i think fucking the programs lost in their i was like the chance <laughs> That cats would be shoehorned into this movie as we're about (laughs) to do this podcast with Paul just had me belly laughing like
0: a gift from the gods. So I had watched the first two films together and then I had to go do something before I watched the third one and didn't get back around to it Uh on the same day. And I said to Zach that I I thought I could just go ahead and skip the Woody Allen uh, movie tonight because i didn't feel like i was gonna miss anything and he sent me a screenshot of we just saw cats i was like oh i guess i did miss
2: something. <laughs> and he's like what cats what cats
0: <laughs> dr cats <Katz? laughs>
2: yeah who's dr cats professional
0: um, therapist
2: just so the funny. squiggle,
0: yep. the squiggle the, vision show from right Cotton central
2: right. oh okay i've yeah, got that so box funny.
1: set on my entertainment center oh that's such a great <laughs> show
2: yeah, again, I really don't got much to say about it. Anything else except for, yeah, this was my favorite by far. I really yeah.
0: I really liked it. I enjoyed it, but I, I thought it did drag a little long. It could have been as short as the Coppola one and gotten the same point across. Yeah. Um, that's me. Uh, <laughs> I, cats? Cats. <laughs> I, I think very unsurprisingly, Scorsese takes it for me in, in these three. Yeah, Uh, mostly again, I just think his is the most focused and I think it it says the most, whereas Woody Allen's doing a lot of Woody Allen shtick, but in a fanciful way. It's entertaining and it's fun, but I don't think it's as focused as it could be.
2: When it could be because we've watched now 20 Thursdays movies or whatever, and Mm -hmm. it's all the same thing quote-unquote it's all in the same style it's all in the same and when we got to the woody allen one it's not like these other martin scorsese stuff so you know i could have subliminally got a lot more fulfillment out of it because it's not
0: yeah and and with me i i have watched a lot of his stuff Mm -hmm. i haven't seen everything uh we won't we won't do a thursday style show on him because i don't want that heat um okay. but i i'm i'm as attuned to his style as i am with scorsese's and i don't think this is one of his strongest entries i'll save my, my thoughts on thursday for the questions okay uh so i guess we'll go ahead to our worsty judgments unless either of you has any more notes
1: nope uh, last thing i'll just say is uh it's it's not surprising to me, coming back to the film not really doing very well, just because the three sections are all very different from each other, and I don't know mm-hmm. how exactly it was shown in theaters. If it's just like you sit down and watch these three, three things, I guess it's like a triple feature or whatever. Yeah, like, like we watched.
2: Yeah, I know that it. I know that it said overseas they changed. It was Coppola, Allen, and then Scorsese. But and that could have been because of the opinions from the American audience. I feel Thinking that's that a score much better is build.
0: I think so right? too. I, I think I think that's the way this should have been presented. Yeah.
2: Well, I think it's um you can go either way. It's kinda like listening to a record, and sometimes that first song is so strong that the rest of the albums kind of meh. Yeah. But it made you want to listen to the rest of the songs.
0: Yeah. I But the I trade-off
2: think- is the songs they're just not as good because they can't compete with that. So yeah. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, and I also get the idea of, you know, the, the old wrestling go home, happy ideal where right. instead of, yeah instead <laughs> of uh, ending with Scorsese and which is, I think the most I, dire yeah. of the <laughs> three films, um, instead of ending with Scorsese, and kind of going out on a downer. You're, you're going out on a big laugh and, a uh, silly romp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So our worsty judgments. Yeah. Trap. Yeah. Where does this sit on your Thursday'sy
2: ranking? Uh, I have it sitting at my number 9 spot, uh right behind the last waltz and right above American Boy. Um even though Scorsese's wasn't my favorite of the 3, I still really I enjoyed Thursday's I, Thursday. I really and I still enjoyed Martin Scorsese's segment, and uh, clearly, the consensus is that he had the best of the three, anyways. So, um, yeah, no, this I like this more than a number of his other movies, including uh, actual New York, New York. You know, I enjoy this a lot more than New York, New York. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. All right, Zach. Where is this sitting on your Thursday ring?
1: All right. Well, I got it just a little lower. I got it at number 12, but this includes, I'm like, I have um, Last Waltz, well, Woodstock, and American Boy, and stuff like that ranked uh, right behind, I actually have it right behind, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, um, an above Italian American. I I would have ranked it higher if not for the Coppola section, so that's kind of unfair to Scorsese. Right. I, I'm... I just really did not mm-hmm. enjoy that. And um, pulls it down, pulls the average down for me. If you cut that and just put the Scorsese and the Allen, I'd probably have it like number eight or something.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, Spielberg was supposed to do a film in this, and I'm really curious of what that was going to be.
2: Over who, though? Uh,
0: Or it would have been
2: four features.
0: No, it would have only been three. I think the Coppola one comes in in Scorsese's absence. I'd have to relook up that note, but my notes computer is being funky right now. So, yeah. And I don't want to have to go through the IMDb; that'd be a little too much. Um,
1: well, what do you think, Paul? Where does it rank for you?
0: Okay, so I'm ranking this purely just on Scorsese. I'm I'm throwing out Coppola and Woody Allen as mm-hmm. contention uh, because I don't think it's fair to the film to uh, at least to our our goal or benefit uh, what we're trying to do on the show. Um, but yeah. I still have it ranked lower than both. I'll take that, 50, Zach. At fifteen. Oh, I'm just I'm just I'm letting you know how I'm judging it. No, Zach, let us know he's how you know judging you're it.
2: wrong, Zach. I did say mm-hmm.
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> it's OK. Just I thought it didn't. Doesn't mean I was going to say
1: <laughs> I could take it on the chest like a champ. That's <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> uh, that's oh. what my date said last night. Um <laughs> good. Huh. OK. Uh, I, I have it down to 15. I, I, again, I think this is a really good work from Scorsese. I think it's really focused and I think it's uh, an interesting thought about uh, how artists used up their muses. Yeah. Um, which is also kind of the theme of New York, New York. So I think it's a better New York, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mostly I just enjoyed it. I have it sitting right under Woodstock that could change. I may rank this a little bit higher, I have it right over Italian American. Uh, you know what? I think I'm going to put this up at 13. Yeah, okay. I think going two there. spots made the jump. Uh, you, so, you know, sometimes I, I rank these things and we talk about them and that just happens. Uh, yeah. my my list isn't always set in stone and the the way I think about things and the way I uh no. the way I I I speak about them. Out loud, it, it's different than sitting in my living room going. Eh, yeah, I like that. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I just realized I don't have bad ranked. Was bad? Did you guys say bad was on here? Yeah, you can you can yeah. just look it up. It's it's just bad. Uh,
2: yeah, you might I had have bad to scroll. at I had bad at my number five. So yeah, well, I had bad will, at
1: my number ten. Yeah, this will knock my uh, ranking down thirteen. So Paul and I are tied now with his bad will be above this.
2: That's nice. And this wasn't a bad film neither.
0: No, it wasn't. I I I had a good time watching this. I'm I'm glad I finally got this scratched off the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. With that, I think we're gonna call it. Zach, what are we watching next week?
1: Next week, get ready. We're watching Goodfellas. You can rent it on Amazon, Google, Voodoo, YouTube, or stream on HBO Max or that Peacock. Mm-hmm. Is it on the Freecock or is it on the Precock? The 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 Precock. Okay. And the oh. forecock,
0: and the forecock. <laughs> cock.
1: All right. So we like to thank Trav.
0: Trav, thank you so much. Anytime. We love you, buddy. Uh, from our sister podcast, loving up with Benjamin Banks for producing our show. I probably should have asked you guys to do your socials before I got into this. So Trav, oh, you know. let the peoples know where they can find you on the media's social.
2: Of course, you can find me on the Instagram at ZK Audio. You can also find me on the Twitter at travioszk, where I'm also on Letterboxd, ranking and rating my favorite movies. And you can also find me next week on the Oscar Worstie podcast, where I will be joining my three best friends that anybody could ever have to talk about a
1: movie. Zach, where can people find you? Find me on Critiker, Zach X A K K M A S T E R, TikTok at House Havoc or Letterboxd by
0: my name, Mr. Workman. Uh, you can find me at Father of the Fear across the platforms of uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, where I keep a running tally of all the films that I watch. And this week I watched The Lost Daughter on Netflix. Ooh. Ooh, oh, I watched man. it too.
2: Gyllenhaal,
0: Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal, bringing the pain. Olivia Colman's so good in this movie. In fact, this whole cast is
2: incredible.
0: Incredible! Fucking Ed, Ed Harris is so good. Uh, uh, why can't I think of Don Johnson's daughter's name? All of a sudden, Dakota Johnson. Oh. Yeah. Incredible. She Just. was
2: incredible. Bowl.
0: so good I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that great filmmakers saw something in her and decided to pull her in because if she would have just got thrown away with all the 50 shades, shades movies, yeah 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 we would have missed out on so many good performances absolutely because her and bad times at the el royale oh she's so good in that movie yeah and your boy watched uh shiva
2: baby this week oh i love shiva
0: baby that you,
2: well, that score was incredible my god that,
0: that is a tense fucking movie. Dude, it was like an A24 film. It was, it was a horror film. It was posing a horror film. as a comedy. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was a crazy film. Not what I expected.
0: So, so good. Also, if I have to hear one more person call it Shiva Baby, I'm going to start kicking some people. I mean, away. I get it's it because
2: I called it Shiva Baby at first, and then I realized it was a Jewish thing called a Shiva. I, I don't know anything about this stuff, so
0: I get Sin it. Of- Cinefix, a uh, uh, YouTube channel I am a big fan of, called it Shiva Baby on their video, and that I was like, makes if you if you watch you're the fucking grown-ups.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, We're calling you out.
1: It, so you're uh, telling me it's not about the ice? Uh, 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 no, the, the, uh, the guardian
2: force from Final Fantasy. Shiva.
0: All right. So once again, we'd like to thank Trav. Trav, you're the best.
2: Two thanks uh, and t- two thanks back-to-back weeks. I'll take them The doubles.
0: Yeah, and and I, we're going to be thanking you all over the place next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from our sister podcast, i up Benjamin Banks for producing this show. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song we'd like to thank Megan and Jay Belview for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at OscarVersityPod and on Facebook at the Oscar Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm.
1: Oh, what a shade of pale.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, to McCoy, Coy. Squirtable Coy. Ah, so, four. Trav and Zach and Rosanna are kept beautiful Ooh. smile. We would like for you mm-hmm. all to have a damn fine day.